This is Dan Eaton, and this is Crisis Management, Columbus Business First podcast about running a business in the coronavirus pandemic. Opening a restaurant is tough at any time, but how about opening one during a pandemic? That's what Walter Carpenter just did. The owner of The Royce, a polished gastropub now open at Polaris Fashion Place, committed to that space in February, but by March wasn't even sure when he'd be able to open. Carpenter talked with us about his 30 years in the restaurant industry, including 20 with Cameron Mitchell Restaurants. He talks about why he had no plan B and how business has been since opening up. He also shares the backstory of the name, The Royce. Thanks for listening. I think the best place to to start, Walter, is um, your background. Tell me a little bit about yourself and your your history in the in the restaurant industry. For sure. So I actually started at a restaurant called GD Ritzy's. Uh, just been brought back. I started there my high school year, uh, and I worked there. I was working on a Sunday, uh, working the drive through and scooping ice cream, making milkshakes, and, and making burgers. And at that time, I fell in love with the restaurant business. I mean, that day, I, I knew clearly what I wanted to do. And so I stayed in the business and worked very hard uh, through, my, through the ranks. And I worked at the Capitol Club, uh, which is in the Huntington Building years ago. I worked there for about four years. And I was able to uh, get a job to there that parlayed to the New Albany Country Club. Okay. And uh, I worked at New Albany Country Club for about six years. Uh, and then the cool thing about it is... Um, uh, Dave Thomas was a friend of mine uh, back at that time, and and uh, and I met Cameron Mitchell, and I worked for Cameron for 20 years, uh, and what an amazing experience. I mean, it was the highlights of my career, I mean, working with that group, and then Cameron, and uh, David Miller, and Chuck mm-hmm. Klein, and Brian Henshaw, just a group of guys that were just some of the nicest guys that you'll ever want to meet and work for. So uh, that really got my foundation in terms of that going in the right direction. And then after that, you know, I was able to get my own place and start working that and working the deals and things like that. But I was able to land this location here at the Polaris uh, with the help of uh, Ben Lehman, who has been wonderful. And then we have a young lady named Tamara, who's a general manager at the mall. And they've been just, I mean, some of the, I, I've been really blessed uh, to work with some amazing people. There's a friend of mine named David Miller. He has a company called Odd Jobs. And so he has been my business partner through the process, kind of a mentor as well, and get my business up and running. And I've just been truly blessed to be around some amazing people. So that's kind of my background that kind of got me to where I am today in terms of sitting here uh, at the Royce uh, in our private dining room, which is, you know, just fantastic. We call it the club room because it's got that real country club feel inside with the plaid carpeting and antiques. So we just think it's amazing. What GD Ritzies did you work at, out of curiosity? Well, I started at Mitchell Steakhouse okay. downtown. So I was, that was my first job there, GM. Then I opened up uh, M in the Miranova building. Okay. Then that got to a regional. So I did a lot of the Ocean Prime locations out of town. Then I was helping with the concept. Uh, so Marcella's, the Pearl, mm-hmm. uh, the Guild House, Hudson 29, both Hudson 29s, both avenues. Uh, had a little bit of help with Cap City, mm-hmm. uh, helped with the barn as well. And so before I left, I was a little bit on the on the committee with the Del Mar as well as uh, Harvey and Ed. So I was yeah. on that on that team as well. So so really entrenched in the, in the group, man, but just a great group of guys I was able to spend a lot of time with. You mentioned both both Cameron Mitchell and Dave Thomas. What are some of the the lessons or, or skills that you maybe picked up from them over the years? Uh, well, Cameron, man, he, he's all about 
uh, taking care of the guests. Mm -hmm. And so his unrelentless uh, or his relentless approach to that was a bit award-winning. I mean, there was nothing more important than taking care of the guests and making sure the guests were taken care of. So for me to have that experience under my belt uh, working there, I, I had a good foundation working uh, in country club because you get a lot of that great foundation in terms of what you're talking about with the members sure the members are taken care of and with the capital club in new Orleans, at the, at the height of those places uh you had the who's who of columbus was in those places so uh, i learned an amazing skill of trying to make sure that things were going well and making sure that you are anticipating the guest needs so they wouldn't have that one or ask for anything when did you decide to strike out on your own i, I think it's something i always wanted to do mm -hmm. uh, but i think it's just something i just kept pushing to the, on the back burner and 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 I guess thinking that that was not something that I could probably obtain for myself, but I just started doing a little more diving into it and, and, uh, and then things just start to line up. So uh, I've always wanted to do it. I just never really, uh, I think when you get so entrenched in a job and you're well taken care of and you're having mm -hmm. a great time, uh, you don't really venture out to look at other opportunities. I didn't do that. And so I, I wanted to do that for me and my family. And uh, it's been a great opportunity for us. Just amazing. What were the, the challenges to striking out on your own? Once you, once you made this decision to go out and, and get your own restaurant, you know, I guess, what, what steps did you take? And, you know, what did, were there difficulties in doing that? Well, well David Miller uh, from Odd Jobs, I mean, he was uh, uh, the catalyst for me. I mean, he was a great mentor for me. He uh, owns a couple of businesses as well. So he kind of set me moving in the right direction. And uh, we just kind of worked hand in hand. Uh, to get the process going, I would say the biggest challenges for me at that time was just the COVID piece. I mean, having to work around that. But then what they've done for the restaurants has been amazing. So there's a lot of great opportunities for, you know, different discounts and different for payment pieces and things like that. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I have to be honest with you. I mean, there, there was not a lot of horror stories that were related to uh, my story. I mean, I, I, it's been a really transition that I think a lot of people will hope for. That's fantastic. Did, did you have any issues with the access to capital or did you have, do you have investors? I guess what's, what's the financial component of the restaurant? Uh, the financial component, I, I've got three investors. Mm -hmm. uh, I had multiple investors at the beginning. They backed out during the COVID time. So I just had to retrench and look at some other opportunities for some money. And, but it was more of a diving into some of the savings and things like that. But the three investors were very, very minimal on the investment side of the things. Those investors are pretty much paid out already. And so it's just me and my wife and, and, uh, uh, and it's just a good place to be. Gotcha. Did you, did you try banks at all? Did you go out for a loan? I mean, it's tough for restaurants already, but, uh, you know, I, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I went out for to banks. I guess what they tell you what a bank is at. If you're trying to borrow 50,000, you got to show that you have 50,000 in the bank. Yeah. So, and so every bank was saying the same thing. So I said, listen, if I've, I've already had 50 to try to go get another 50. So I just started to negotiate with my own money and yeah. moving some things around. And me and my wife were just very strategic on how we were spending our money. Mm -hmm. And it worked out really well. I mean, we, you know, I think most restaurants, you got uh, a major amount of investors that are invested in the group and it's 99% of their capital and 50% of their capital and the other 50 is yours. But uh, we've been very fortunate that it's been all me and my wife uh, with the exception of, of about three people. How did you wind up at Polaris? What other maybe locations did you did you look at and how did that specific site come together? David Miller uh, called mm -hmm. me and said, hey, Walter, uh, that Polaris spot's available. They closed down in January. Uh, he called me February. And by the February the 10th, 
I was sitting down with my lawyer, I was sitting down with some investment group and what have you. And uh, by the 14th, I'm already meeting with some financial people and things like that. So it came together pretty quickly. So we, we, we talked in February, mm -hmm. uh, the whole month of February, I started getting the project together. And then March, uh, we had COVID. And then once COVID was over, the ban was lifted. Uh, I dove back in full, full heartedly. And so I had a couple of locations. I was looking at Gahanna, yeah. uh, looking at Easton as well. You know, I didn't uh, do uh, Short North, but Short North is so hot mm -hmm. uh, right now. There's a lot of construction right now. So uh, me doing uh, my own and my first one, I needed to be a place where I can get a lot more foot traffic uh, without a lot of construction going on and things like that. So and I also looked at Bridge Park as well. So I had my hand in some of the bigger areas, um, but this deal came on the forefront first. And I uh, had an opportunity to jump all over. And so that's what me and David uh, worked on and did together ourselves. Yeah. The, um, the concept for the restaurant, did, did you, was that already formed in your mind or did, did the space in any way kind of dictate what you were doing? Yes. Tell me about what, what is the Royce? What, what can people expect when they come there? Well, first of all, great question. And you're exactly right. I, I was kind of dealt... Uh, with the space so I figured out how to make the space work for us mm -hmm. and so I talked to them about doing a polished gastro pub mm -hmm. and but most pubs are kind of down and dirty and things like that but the space lends itself to be a little more polished yeah and so I felt that let me just kind of make it a polished pub but you can get a great burger and uh, a great chicken sandwich on the menu but you can also have date night and have a New York strip and a sea bass on the menu uh, with an amazing glass of wine uh, but if you want to come with your buddies and have a beer or a shrimp uh, BLT, uh, you can do that. And then we have an amazing Saturday and Sunday brunch, mm -hmm. uh, which lends itself to all the classics that you would have, you know, the French toast and pancakes and, and things of that nature. But our goal was to make sure the place felt very comfortable. So if you're shopping on a Tuesday or Wednesday, you feel comfortable going over and buying a couple of things at the mall, but then coming up to the Royce and just having this fun and great dinner and wrapping up your evening at the Royce. But you're right, though, the space allowed me to kind of dictate it. But I think what it is, it's been 30 years in the business poured into this location. Uh, so the design piece of it, just something I just wanted to do with some of the old and the new and mix them together. So I wanted that antique and the modern to kind of clash into one another to create this warm and comfortable environment, but some unique pieces that you won't see all around the city. You, you touched on a couple times already, but, um, you know, you opened a, a restaurant in the, the middle of a pandemic here. Um, right. What uh, did your did your plans change? How did the plans change for the space or did they change for the space as, you know, kind of the outside world um, has changed? There had to be a blessing in the sky somewhere through the mm -hmm. whole process. And, but when I came to place in February, got the place going in March to COVID hit, uh, what I did was say, okay, what do I need to do to get open if the ban is lifted? The one thing I kept, kept going back to me at the size of the restaurant, uh, most people were saying, man, this is a big restaurant. The size is, is might be too big for today's yeah. restaurant. But now it's a blessing because I can see over 100 some people and still be social distanced, still have the six feet apart. So for me, that was one of the, the biggest things for myself. And then on top of that, you know, this was my dream and this is something I always wanted to do. So for me, there was no plan B. I didn't want a plan B to distract from plan A. So I just kept moving. I just kept moving forward. I just kept thinking that it will come back. The restaurants are, mm -hmm. are, are big for people in every city in the world. There's some great restaurants. And so I felt the industry would come back and be alive and vibrant. And people just, uh, you know, mainly just wanted to get out of the house and say, listen, I got to go somewhere 
just to have a, a great steak or a great burger. Somehow or another, the steak tastes different when I get it at a restaurant versus when I eat it at home. Mm-hmm. And the environment does that and the staff does that. It makes it feel warm and welcoming. So that was our goal. How, how has uh, business been since, uh, since you opened? You've been open a couple weeks now, two, three weeks, right? Uh, yeah, t- uh, two weeks. So we had a soft opening. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was fantastic. We kind of controlled the crowd at that point. Grand up was July 6th, and we opened up uh, with a great number on that day. And then each day, it's just been climbing. I mean, each week is getting busier and busier. The community has received us very well. We've got some great feedback, some great press. Uh, and this has been wonderful. I mean, I, I think that uh, it's everything I thought it would be. Even in this time, I, I, I thought it would be good, mm-hmm. uh, but it's, it's been over the top. It's been over the top. And so the support uh, from friends and family, uh, my wife is a professor at Columbus State, and mm-hmm. so uh, she's over the interpreting department. And when I tell you that her students and her faculty members and past and present have all supported her in an amazing way, it's just been wonderful. It's been That's great. That's fantastic. Um, have you? I know you don't. You're you're new. Uh, you're new with your space, so you don't have the year over year comparison. But um, you know, one question we've been a- asking black-owned businesses lately is, do you think you're seeing any sort of benefit from Black Lives Matter? People being more conscious, or or, or uh, more people wanting to support black-owned businesses as a, as a way to show support for you know uh, the movement. Are you seeing any of that, or do you get the impression that that's you know part of what you're saying? Most definitely, it has been overwhelming with the amount of support uh, from the black community and from all communities. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just been the support has been amazing, and uh, yes, you know this whole movement uh, has been great for black businesses. There's the black uh, Facebook. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a strong page that people are on, and, and you can go on that website to gain some knowledge about the different businesses. But, I mean, it's just been wonderful. I mean, the support uh, that we received and the comments that we're receiving, uh, and you're coming into a place that just uh, 30 years of experience. So we like to say we're a world-worn restaurant. We believe the hospitality comes first uh, mm-hmm. in our restaurant. I think most restaurants you go to, they say the customer comes first or the associate comes first. But here we say hospitality is first and we want people to feel warm and welcome and genuinely taken care of and if you feel that way uh when you make a decision on a friday and saturday night for dinner why would you want to go somewhere else if you feel like you're gonna be treated like a king or a queen uh on a busy friday and saturday night and so uh so i think that's one of the reasons why people are supporting as well because they're treated great uh whatever your color may be you're gonna be treated the same when you come into the royce so we don't we we definitely look at it as opportunity to make sure we get better every single day. But I think the biggest thing is that people walk in, we don't prejudge and we Mm -hmm. put labels on people. We just take care of people. How has traffic been? Um, You know, you're you're in a a mall lifestyle center base and that was part of what drew you to that site. Um, But again, the, the, you know, the, the retail and restaurant climate is different now than it was months ago. So I guess, what are you seeing? Uh, what we're seeing, I, I think they do a great job. You know, Tamara and, and, the, and the crew, Washington Prime does a great job with the mall. So there's a lot of activities always happening. There's live concerts. There's uh, giveaways and things like this. There's always something happening. So this area that we're in over by the fountain, uh, it's a pretty hot area. You got Cheesecake, you got Benihana, uh, Godfrey's is over, in, in, over here as well. So this corner is really strong in terms of activity. Uh, so looking out my front window, there's constantly people coming in and out of Cheesecake and Benihana and now the Royce. Then when you venture into the mall, there's some days when it's super sunny and the malls are packed. Then there's some days when it's raining, it's kind of iffy. 
but when I tell you they do a great job at keeping it interesting for the uh, for the people, uh, they do a great job. You see, uh, like I said, every time I turn around, they're doing something, uh, a lot of activity with the mall. So they know that they're down, I think, in terms of traffic. And so they do things to draw people in. Uh, I know uh, Dick's Sporting Good has moved a lot of their items outside and doing the curbside. You can go shop outside and you drive by there at a place that's just super busy. So, uh, I mean, Polaris area is a strong area. I mean, you've got uh, Kia, you've got Top Golf, you've got uh, the Flair's Fashion Place Mall. They have a lot of great shopping. So, this area is actually really, really busy. Some of our neighbors, uh, Kitchen Social, Condada, Atlas, all busy restaurants. So, you know, it, it, it's been super good. I think people are kind of staying close to home, and there's a lot of homes in this area. So, uh, we've been very fortunate, I think, in the Polaris area where uh, maybe some areas might be a little softer, but we've been really busy in this area. Walter, I can't think of any other questions offhand. Again, just wanted to to meet you, find out a little bit more about your background and uh, uh, what your plans are for the Royce. Can you think of anything we haven't uh, talked about? Yeah, for sure. So obviously, you know, your first restaurant, you want to kind of sit back and say, okay, well, let me name it after myself because people might know me. Uh, and that was the plan initially. Then I started thinking more and more about it. And I was saying, you know, my wife, has been supportive of it. We've been together for 29 years, uh, married for 29, together for 33. And I said, how cool would I name it if I named that to her? Plus her name is much cooler than mine. So I said, you know what? Uh, it's gonna be called the Royce. It's just a cool name. It feels great. It just rolls off the tongue and that's uh, been very well received. And so uh, I'm just so happy just to be uh, amongst a lot of restaurant owners. I mean, when you look at the owners in town, uh, some major players in the city and, and I think our goal is to be very humble, be very approachable, and not get caught up in anything else, but just taking amazing care uh, of our guests. And so we believe we do that every single day. Like I said, where else would you want to go? But I think the major thing is that when you come into the Royce, and you sit down and you have dinner or have a cocktail, and you say to yourself, well, uh, what is it going to be like? And, and I've seen a couple of great reviews. Uh, and I just say, just sit back and let's entertain you. You have a great time. If you want to be left alone, we'll do that. If you want to be entertained and make sure you have a great time, we'll definitely do that. So uh, I think we want to provide a level of hospitality that in some restaurants is kind of falling by the wayside. And so we want to bring that hospitality back because hospitality never goes out of style. And so I want to make sure that we really believe in that. We're strong believers of that. And so I have an amazing group of folks around me within, you know, Royce and David Miller. I've got Marshall Wine, uh, who's fantastic, our general manager, Chef Jonathan Olson. Uh, he's great at what he does, and, and our team is just on fire, and so on fire to take care of people. Uh, so I couldn't be more pleased as to what's happening, and I'm just honored and thankful that you took the time to uh, to sit down and talk with me. I mean, it's really, really cool, and I love that you are very uh, diligent in making sure that you get things done, and I just appreciate that. So thank you for giving me the opportunity. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. I'm glad we were able to to connect, and I, I wish you luck going forward, and I'm sure we will we will chat again. Okay, appreciate you. Thank you so much. All right, you have a good day.